Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the perfect of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence. Of 
Oh, to find the balance is the purpose of this time. To restore the balance of the universal mind. I sense your presence. I sense your presence. I sense your presence. I sense your presence.
indie kind of bohemian style in a way, but um, it, you're going to love them. It's going to be a lot of fun when we get them on the show. I um, also here delve into a variety of different topics and tools and resources and thoughts that give you a chance to do a little personal exploration and maybe gain some more insight into these universal concepts and expand your perception of how life works and how the world works even. And what I do is I am a code interpreter, or I should say coding interpreter, and what I do with that is I interpret a person's life codes to allow them to live a life that's filled with compassion. So looking at their individual blueprint in this incarnation and how their energy flows and vibrates in the world. I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, which is available to experience where other people have interviewed me. Or if you sign up for my mailing list, you can also get access to that Genesis Clearing Statement. Um, if you, um, you can find all of that, those past archive shows. Boy, I'm <laughs> I am stumbling on words today, uh, which is on the media tab under my uh, radio shows on my website. You'll see it there. And in addition, I've authored four books, You, Me, Life, Dreams, which is about finding your perfect partner and creating the perfect relationship for you, as well as its companion workbook, and then also Activating Compassion and its companion workbook, which is you know really about pursuing your passion, really about getting a new perspective on how to bring compassion into everyday life. And then I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book, which is an international bestseller in multiple countries, and that is Embraced by the Divine, the woman, the Emerging Woman Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. In addition to that, I've created the True North Tour, and I'm going to be doing a little traveling around coming up, um, starting in about a week. I'm going to be traveling out towards the Los Angeles area, um, southern Utah. I'll be in southern Utah, and then I'll be in the Colorado area, and then um, out to southern California, and then uh, headed on up towards, like, Missoula, Montana, um, up that direction, and who knows from there. So if you're in any of those areas, you can connect with me. I may be branching over into um, Alberta, Canada as well for a couple of days. So if you're in that path anywhere between Sioux Falls, headed out to the West Coast, <laughs> and you want to connect with me, or maybe you have a book group, or you have some group that you belong to, and you say, hey, it'd be really cool if you could come and stop by our group and, and chat with us and, you know, give us a little presentation for 20 minutes or an, an hour or something like that. And if I can work it in, I'm happy to work it in and do that. So um, just want to put that out there. I love doing events like that. I love showing up to sound healing events, uh, which I've done along the way as well, and, and just enjoy that connection with people. So really cool, cool aspect. And, it all kind of gives us a chance to connect in person. Next year, I'm going to be starting to uh, do some really cool retreats and workshops and things like that, so you'll have to just stay tuned for that. I may have some things coming up at the end of the year, but uh, definitely uh, next year I'm going to be putting some things into motion with the codes where people will be able to come and be in a retreat setting and really delve into their codes deeply for either a day or a weekend or a week. Um, duration, and that's going to be really, really exciting so you can really get that vibe of how to get these implemented in your life firsthand um, with that. So lots and lots of fun. Um, 
So that's what the tree morphs for. <laughs> it's kind of that. I guess I don't go into that very often, but I thought I would put that up there. By the way, you can check out all of my work and all my offerings. Uh, they'll be on my website, jessianicholsgeorgeonnumber1.com. And I, I am going to be changing that website over very soon. I'm in the process of getting ready to completely revise it here over the next month or so as well. So that's something you can watch for, and I'll keep you posted on that. But that link will continue to stay good. It will forward into the new website once I have it up and running um, on that. And I will be getting a new video put out. Um, I'm hoping to get that taken care of this weekend. So you'll, you'll have that up by the full moon as well, because we have some beautiful full moon coming up, which is incredibly about transformation. And I'm so excited about that, because I'm going through a lot of my own transformations right now. And, and this is a great time to release that past junk. It's a great time to step into that new life and really delve into you. And, you know, this, this is just an amazing time for it to be happening. So anyways, I greatly appreciate all of those, by the way, that choose to share the show here because when you do, you are literally changing lives. Just keep that in mind. And it doesn't seem like you think, oh, you know, sharing a show is going to change a life. Well, I'll tell you, I have had people literally contact me and said, you literally saved my life. When you shared that one particular show, I was on the edge of leaving this world or I was on the edge of just a total breakdown and your show helped pull me through. And so you don't know. You don't know all of this, what somebody's going through or, you know, who's out there in that contact list and it may be exactly what they're needing at this time. So Things like a really simple thing, but it can really transform the life. And they can always catch it, by the way, by using the very same link that you used to get into our live show today, and then they can listen to it in the archives at their convenience. And that, that does become available immediately after we finish the show. In addition, it will be on iTunes, TuneIn.com, and my YouTube channel if they prefer getting the show through that direction. And it's under um, on iTunes and TuneIn.com and send to the Main Street Universe brand, by the way. So before we get started on everything um, or delve into the meat of the topic today, what I like to do every week is I like to open up to the 72 names of God, which is by Yehuda Berg, a Kabbalah master. And I love his work because he takes the big giant concept, he gets it into everyday language, and he gets this kind of thinking on a topic, you know, he gets us thinking about how energy flows and how things move in the world, and that's pretty cool, the, the way he does it. Um, matter of fact, next week on my show, I'm going to have somebody, and we're going to be delving fully into the 72 names of God. Um, some of you, if you've been following my show for quite a while, you'll remember Dr. Robert Newton, who was on about three years ago, and he's going to be coming back to the show, and we're delving into some of the new work he's been doing since then including a book that he wrote based around the 72 names of God. So um, that's going to be really exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun because he likes to talk in all the languages <laughs> of that, and it's, it's going to be a blast. I might even have a hard time keeping up with him on this one, so you guys will have a lot of fun with that because, as you know, I, I usually am right there with people. So um, it's, going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to enjoy it. But every week what I do in the book is I just turn the page and get a new topic, and it always seems to apply to what we're doing, who I have on, things like that. So this week, our name for God that we're dealing with is called The Power of Prosperity. 
And uh, this is really, really cool. This is a lot of things happening in my mind right now in relation to this. If fortunes are continually won and lost in your life, if you find yourself on a financial roller coaster, and if wealth has been gained at the expense of loving relationships or good health, or if you're just plain broke or short of cash. Now, I think a lot of hands just went up there, right? <laughs> that's me. That's me. Tell me more. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think most of the people are there in that place. So very cool. The insight he goes on to give on this is when you want to achieve real success, success without those nasty side effects, you must recognize that all good fortune originates from the light of the creator. If you believe that you're the sole architect of your success, the actual creator of your prosperity, you're worshiping ego and disregarding the power of light. And as that means you've been drawing your financial sustenance from the reactive system of human nature. You've been giving ego complete control of your life. Ego does have the power to bring financial gain and material pleasure, but at great cost to the buyer. Each time you acquire an asset valued and prized by your ego, you trade away an asset treasured and cherished by your soul. These are the only real business transactions that matter in life. With this name, you draw good fortune from the light through your soul, not through your ego. That's a pretty powerful thing when we think about it, right? Because we all want that real success and we forget where it comes from. And matter of fact, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this topic recently of how much is sold out in the name of receiving some sort of material good in life or material things in life. And, you know, the the irony I was doing some pondering earlier today is that really, you know, if we got down to it, we should only be spending about 10% of our time <laughs> acquiring money. So when you think about that, that's, that's something to really kind of keep in mind. Imagine if all you did was spend 10% of your time acquiring the money that you need to live by. could create some pretty big changes. And um, it's actually a direction I'm kind of headed in right now to try to move in that direction, making my lifestyle a little more minimal um, so that I can continue to develop and build more spirit time and, and less time earning the material things to focus on those material things. Now, the meditation that Yehuda gives for us this week is acknowledge that the light of the creator is the ultimate source of all prosperity and well-being. Now summon the forces of prosperity and sustenance and ask for the strength to keep your ego in check when the other checks start rolling in. And that's a beautiful meditation, and it drives the point home so well that we shouldn't be focusing on the money. We should be focusing on the light of the creator, the light of that divine source energy, which creates everything for us. And when we focus on that, then we get total prosperity, not just finances, but we get the whole package, as they would say. And, and call on that energy because that is what's going to bring it forth. Very, very exciting, very incredible message, and I love this message this week. You will, by the way, find it on my website, on my page, 
of the Main Street Universe tab. So look for it there. I take it, I post it up, I leave it up for a week, and that way you can go back and reflect on it. Or when you're talking with somebody during the week, go, hey, I heard this really cool thing, <laughs> and I want to share it with you, and here it is. You can go back and read it for yourself. So it's really great. I like that because I go back and reflect on these things during the week myself and go, yeah, I need to stop and do that <laughs> this week. I need to take some time for that. Now, a little insight for where we're headed today with today's topic and today's um, insights that we're going to be looking at through code. And I'm very, very excited to do this because this has been a big thing that's been coming up um, lately for me with clients and things like that. So it's a great chance for me to delve into this a little bit. How conscious are you about what you eat? And do you really know what you are ingesting? Now, at first thought, I am guessing that many will say that they are conscious. They are likely those that relate that to blessing or praying over their food. Then there are those that will say they are because they eat a raw vegan diet. And others will claim to be fully aware of the pesticides and the quality level of the food that they are ingesting. However, how many people really think about the energy of what they are ingesting and how that interacts with their own personal energy. I'm certain that there is more than one person out there that has tried to so-called get healthy or lose weight. And there are those that will say, I eat really healthy and have been a, a raw vegan, yet I still can't lose weight. Now, of course, they, there can be many things behind that, right? I mean, everybody's system's a little bit different. Everybody's body functions a little bit different. There can be a lot of things involved in this. The reality is that food is not just nutrients in the body, but energy. And because of this, the saying what you eat is what you are can take on a much deeper meaning when I explore this from the aspect of code interpretation. So not only does every piece of food have its own energy, but it creates additional energy vibrations when it is eaten with other things or several ingredients are blended together in a recipe. So even adding a beverage to a meal will change the dynamics of what we are ingesting. And that's true even if it's water, okay? It doesn't even have to be something flavored. It can be water. It can change the dynamics of what we're eating. In addition to having its own energy, there's then also the energy of what happens when it connects with our own personal blueprint energy. So something that may be moderately healthy on a nutrient base can actually work very well for some people. Likewise, fiber is not healthy for everyone as standard nutrition would lead one to believe. And for others, yet, they will need to get it through a specific means, fruits, say, instead of grains or maybe vegetables and such. Now imagine if instead of looking at your food as a certain type of nutrient or healthy or unhealthy, you saw for the vibrational energy pattern that it is when it connects with you. So for example, instead of seeing something as being full of fiber or vitamin C or B vitamins, you see it as nourishment for partnerships, business, personal power, mental acuity, and so on. And this is what I look at in code interpretation. How does the energy of what you are eating interact with your own personal code? And are you actually eating to strengthen your personal code 
or are you depleting them? And what we eat then becomes the energy that we carry within us. And also that then becomes a magnet for the energy vibration that we function on. And if we are functioning on partnerships, then we will draw in those that will be good for us to partner with. If we are functioning on upheaval, then we will draw in upheaval. What we ingest is what we are taking in from the world and the energy patterns that we are feeding. See, we are not just feeding our body, but our vibrational energy patterns. Do you know what the vibrational energy patterns are that you are feeding? And have you thought about how shifting what you are eating can literally change your life? This is going to be a cool topic that we're delving into today because this is the stuff that happens when we eat food, okay? And we're going to be talking about that a little bit more. And before we jump into that today, I've got the code energy for you this week, and this also is posted on my page in the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianenicholsshortsandnumber1.com. And the code energy for this week is all about learning to slow down and take your time. But oftentimes can feel as if we are unable to do that among hectic schedules and responsibilities and meeting earthly obligations. However, this week, it is very important to do so. The more hectic life feels and our assistance on carrying a super high pace will only cause things to speed up and create more anxiety for us. However, when we slow down and take our time with things, we actually create more time for ourselves. It is amazing how taking a few minutes to breathe and center can not only change our whole day, but also our interactions with others. And even keep in mind our alert, keeping our mind alert, which in turn helps to keep us safe. So leave yourself a few extra minutes to deal with the unexpected. Take some time to listen to the breeze blow through the trees. Go and sit near flowing water, even if it is a water fountain in the middle of the city. This week brings of unexpected things, and it's up to you whether they will be blessings or challenges. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I will be talking about eating with a consciousness. And the song I have for you during our break is called Wells Cathedral. It's by Claire Hedin, and if you'd like to find out more about Claire's work, you can do so at her website, www clarehedin.com that's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com and deep appreciation to Claire by the way for letting me continually use her music on the show <laughs> week after week after week I love her she's such a sweet person check out her work we will be back in just a couple of minutes
and welcome back to you are listening to The Code Connection, and my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song by Claire Hedin called Wells Cathedral, and you know there was a kind of an interesting um, insight behind that, which if you ever want to find out about that, <laughs> you can do so by going into my archive shows way back at the very beginning when I was running the Activating Compassion in the Midnight Hour series. Uh, of the shows, and um, Claire was one of the very early guests that I had on. She was uh, at the very end of the year around the solstice. Um, so that would have been, wow, maybe back in 2012. <laughs> I think it was at the end of 2012. So you can check it out. And again, also you can check out her work because she does more than just music. She does some really incredible events in nature and other things as well that music is her primary focus, and you can check that out at www.clairehedin.com, C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. And you know, this is a really interesting topic because I think if you're like a lot of people out there, you have probably tried a whole ton of eating plans and diets and supplements and all kinds of things from nutrition and health and <laughs> and all of these things. And, you know, maybe some of them have worked. Maybe some of them were temporary. Maybe some of them weren't. Um, maybe some of them you never really got off the ground with. Uh, if you're like me, you, you probably, I've tried probably everything out there. And people that know some of my background in history, you know, that, that have listened in on the shows before, know that I went through a lot of, health issues at one point in my life, which I shared um, as part of my my chapter in Embraced by the Divinely Emerging Women's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose, which is kind of a women's anthology of the dark night of soul and working through life processes and all kinds of things like that. And, you know, in, in that time, I learned a lot about what was so-called nutrition. And I had gone through a lot of things. I was working with all kinds of things from being insulin resistant and gluten intolerant. And I was having breathing issues going on. And I had had all kinds of surgery that related to gallbladder stuff and organs being stuck together and things being twisted and messed up inside and (laughs) all kinds of things going on in there. Having doctors tell me there was no medical reason for me to be alive, you know, all kinds of cool things that you like to hear from your doctor, right? <laughs> Here, just keep my card on you because you could die any moment. <laughs> um, those were the kinds of things I was hearing. But, you know, in this process, I learned a lot about nutrition. I learned a lot about what the body needed and how it functioned along the way. I have to say I do not have a traditional health background certification. Um, I've studied some of it in, in the various studies in different ways, different formats, uh, but a lot of it has been working through my own personal processes, and then I would take things back to the doctors and go, look at what I'm doing, <laughs> because they'd be like, what are you doing? How, do you, how did you increase your breathing 150%? And I would share with them what I was doing nutritionally, and they were like, hmm, and the next thing I know, they had all their patients on the type of diet I was doing. Um, because I seemed to hone in and have that ability to kind of hone in to what was going on. 
But over the years, I dropped the supplements, things that they told me I would never get off of, like hormone replacement therapy, thyroid medication, things like that. Um, really, I took myself off of And I said, yeah, I really don't want to deal with the side effects. I think I'll take the chances <laughs> otherwise, and I'll see what I can do with food and nutrients. And I did that, and there were plenty of times I did a lot of supplements and things like that, nerves and cleanses and all kinds of things. But what has been really interesting in this process is getting back to just simply food and and how food comes around. And when I started really delving, delving, delving strongly into coding interpretation, and I, and I really started unlocking the, the potential and the limitlessness of working with codes in regards to diet and nutrition, I started realizing, you know, why is it that technically this food or this nutrient should be doing this in the body, but why does somebody's body reject it? You know, if, if, if it's just an interaction between the food and the body, then everybody's body should respond to the same thing and it should automatically, you know, work, right? If, if the body needs X amount of nutrients, then all we have to do is do that, right? But that doesn't seem to work for people, and it doesn't seem to hold true for people. So as I started looking at, at this coding interpretation that I've been working with and bringing these pieces together for nutrition, you know, it really hit me that, there's a variety of pieces that are going on and unraveling here when we look at health issues and we look at eating. And as I was mentioning earlier in the show, what we eat is not just what we are per se, but it's what we create in our life because everything is a vibration. Everything has an energy pattern to it. It doesn't matter whether it is a color or a word or a shape or texture, or any of that. So when we start talking about food, we have all of these multiple pieces. And in encoding interpretation, as I start to bring these things together, for example, blue is my color. And what was very interesting was uh, a while back when I was on the road, I would run into certain towns, and they would have blue potato chips, like Arizona (laughs) sells blue potato chips. And even California, there's spots in California that I could get them too. And I thought, why do I not react to blue potato chips the same way I react to, you know, a regular potato chip? Well, blue happens to be one of my coded colors. So blue or purple types of things. So even the coloring of food could make a difference. You know, whether you had red pepper or green pepper or yellow pepper or orange pepper. (laughs) And we don't think about some of these things but they all have these different interactions that are going on. And so, you know, I I tuned in a while back, and and if anybody caught a couple of my interviews a while back, I think it was with Bill Mackey, one of the the ones that I had done with him, and I'll have some more upcoming interviews going on with him where we're going to be delving more into specifically his code and mining it out so you can actually, actually see the code interpretation in print as we do the show. But um, with that, one of the things that I was delving with was I learned through code how to actually control how my body functions, to actually 
infuse the code in it and then allow my body to have more energy or more oxygen in it and to feel more rested than for the amount of sleep I've given it, for example. And, um, and it was because I carried a certain pace and a certain schedule that had to be carried for a period of time. And over a period of time, I could feel my body, you know, dropping and dropping and dropping. And so I said, well, everything's energy. You know, technically, we don't even have to eat food <laughs> because we can install the energy and get that energy and those nutrients without ever having to actually ingest. Now, a lot of people are just like, okay, no, I've, I've got a friend out there who will even say, no, nope, I've known too many people. I haven't known one breatharian that survived. <laughs> and I'm saying, yeah, but this isn't quite the same as breatharian. You know, breatharian is just, not eating food, you know, you can't just not eat food, you have to ingest the energy in it. But for a lot of people, I realize that that is not something that will work, and and I'm not 100% there myself either, so, um, you know, I can't, I can't go off on that <laughs> binge too heavily right now. But there are people who have been able to survive that way. Not very many, but it, it takes a huge, huge strength and and aspect there. So as I started to open up with the coding interpretation, I realized how much this energy current plays in. When we think about what we ingest into our body, what we take into our body is what we're taking into our lives. So it's, it's what we are choosing for our life to be like. So when you think you have no choice, food is one of those ways that you do get to choose. It's one of those ways that you get to really see and experience what's going to happen for you. And, you know, again, if the body was all physical, if, if that was the case, everybody could put the same food in their body and have the same reaction. But that doesn't happen. And the reason that doesn't happen is because the energy of the food interacts differently with different people. So, you know, you might have a group of 10 people and put a food down in front of them. And two of those people will eat that food. They'll have a wonderful interaction. They'll go off. The most amazing day will start happening for them. And they are in a great mood and everything's flowing and everything's coming together. And then you have, say, five or six people and it's kind of, eh, it's not maybe necessarily great, but it's not necessarily bad. They're just kind of going through your day. And then you have those other couple of people in that group of 10 people. And it's like all of a sudden everybody is picking fights with them. Everything is falling apart in their life. But they all eat the same thing, right? And we can say, yeah, there's a lot of variables involved. And sure, there's a lot of variables involved. But when we talk about changing our life, Food is one of the most amazing ways to do that. And in, in some ways, it's challenging to find your right food combinations. In other ways, it's not. And, and the way I look at it is, are we going to be perfect all the time? Are we going to run all the numbers in our head all the time? Are we going to be able to, to remember all the combinations all the time? No. It's a learning process. It's something that we have to incorporate over time. And this is one of the things that I'm going to be working on in 2017 is to be able to start presenting this to teach people how to incorporate food into their everyday life. I can already help them start to 
put their nutrition in order with the coding interpretation uh, this way, but everybody, again, is a little bit different. But come 2017, I'm hoping to actually be able to, to present this where I can work with people more intensively over a weekend or something on the food and creating everything and helping them learn how to do this, some of this aspect for themselves, how to blend some of the, the codes that work for them. So in this process, what we have is then when we ingest something, this is what we're choosing to take into our life, okay? So we've been trained to look at food and go, oh, that's nutritious because it's, it's uh, vegetables, you know. And then we're trained to say, okay, fruit is really, really good. Um, some people are fruitarians, and that's all, they're all about the fruit. Other people say, no, you got to stay away from the fruit because it's too much sugar, you know. All these technical things that we've been taught on the physical level, but also that programming level, right? I mean, uh, how many how many people grew up being taught that that uh, cupcakes and cakes and cookies and things like that were were treats and they were great things? Well, what if you grew up being taught that fruits were treats or that vegetables were treats? You know, you might have that different perception of things. Now. In the coding interpretation, we can't disregard all nutrition just because we code, code favorably to something. So, for example, I might code favorably to pizza. <laughs> but does that mean I should be eating pizza every single meal? No, it doesn't mean I should be eating pizza every single meal. I'm one of those fortunate people. I can eat pizza and I could have some good things happening. Does my body like to eat a lot? No, my body gets other reactions going on with it. So we, we want to keep in mind this can be some separate pieces from the physical pieces to the, the emotional, mental pieces. And we already know that because of the nutrients, our brain will respond differently. It affects our mood. It affects our ability to think. It affects our ability for all kinds of things, whether we have inflammation in the body or different things like that. So when I sit down to work with somebody, particularly if they have some sort of disease that they're working with, whether that is cancer, whether that's a digestive disorder, whether that's a pain that they've been experiencing in their side, whether that is gluten issues or, or whatever it is, and I'm going to be looking at what are the organs that are involved in that? Are we talking about liver? Are we talking about heart? You know, Master Matthew was talking about some of these things last week, of some of those interactions on the health um, front of how these things connect with energy flows and the elements and things like that, coming from some of that uh, kind of TCM-style uh, philosophy and thought in there. So when we start to look at this stuff, what I'll do is I'll look at it and say, okay, we've got circulation involved here. We've got the liver involved here. We've got the heart involved here or whatever it is or the digestive tract or whatever it is. And I am then going to find the nutrition, the basic nutrition that's needed for what somebody is dealing with there. Um, oftentimes this is dealing with high alkaline foods. Oftentimes, this is dealing with whole foods as opposed to sweets and sugars because we know there's a lot of things that come up from the sweets and sugars. But then I'm also going to be taking what somebody normally eats, what their preferences are, what um, they 
are doing already, what their cravings are in things. And I take that and I work with them and I find those foods that have a certain coding vibration to the organ or the systems, the physical body systems that we're working with, and also have a favorable coding connection um, or flow with that individual person as well. And then we start to see where the overlap happens and we see some of the key foods that we can work with. Now, certainly I'm not in a position to pull every single food out there and every single food combination. Because <laughs> how many of you sit down for a meal, right? And you put three or four or five things on the plate or maybe at least a couple of those items on the plate have five or six or ten ingredients in it, um, those sorts of things. So there's a lot for us to consider in things and, and to work with with things on this. But I'll look at these interactions and find the flow that works. And when we do this, we can heal both the disease and we can heal also the human energy system. So what I've been doing with the coding interpretation is to be able to go in and look at the food and say, what is the vibration of the food? So, for example, the food in general is coded to responsibilities. Ironically, food is not really coded as a social thing, but how many people go out to eat, and it's a social thing. I know when I lived in California and I was growing up there, right, that that's, that's what people in California do. That's how they gather. That's how they spend time together is over a meal, is eating out someplace, is having drinks, things like that. And yet... Ironically, food is not coded for that as a general aspect. And it actually can uh, stimulate a lot more things related to speculation and, and things like that. Ironically, this is where if we start to look into some of the different belief systems and the traditions of being silent, and one with the food, it's not just about blessing the food at this point. It's not just about being grateful for the food, but it's actually honoring connection with food. And this is a whole different aspect, honoring it for its practical purposes um, and, and being with it on your own. It's so amazing, again, the different programmings that we have. And ironically, when we try to force ourselves to eat with other people, we oftentimes will actually end up with indigestion. We oftentimes will actually end up not being able to process our food. And I can look at this from an energetic level and say, well, part of this is because when we're interacting with other people, we have all of these other things going on. We have that person's influences coming in. That's coming right into our solar plexus chakra because that's what, where we receive energy from other people is into the solar plexus chakra, and that's right at the heart of where we start to digest our food. <laughs> so, you know, you could be eating this nutritious meal, for example, sitting and having conversation with somebody, and it still may not do well for you. Um, Likewise, there can just be all kinds of things going on. So it's very, it is very interesting for me to find out that food in general does not code well to social um, aspects. And this is why, too, I think maybe we tend to be irresponsible with food when we're with other people. We break some of that responsibility pattern 
right at the holidays where we overeat and things like that. Uh, we see that happening as well. But then as we get into things like nutrients, um, nutrients also is about responsibility. It's also about taking in that same vibration level in there. And when I work with somebody too, I also work with them on which are the different areas we should be focusing on. Should we be focusing on nutrients or nourishment or food in general or diet? And I don't really care for the word, the word diet myself, um, but it's, it's one of those things that I just had a client recently I was working with, and she hopes very well to diet. <laughs> so it's okay to say diet for her. Um, it's not a bad vibration for her. It actually strengthens her vibrations. It actually feeds her personal power. But, for example, when I look at aspects-related and, and I talk about food in general, or I, I should say I take food in in general, my codes go all over the place. My codes get all wacky doodle with um, things related to deception, to rebellion, <laughs> to just all kinds of chaos. And, and it's funny, most of the time when I have eaten with other people, all kinds of, and I, you know, I didn't think about it a lot until I started doing some of the information for the show, that chaos would always break out. <laughs> it like chaos always broke out when I would eat food with other people. So I, I can relate very, very well firsthand to this. On the other hand, I do have a piece of my coating with food that uh, also opens up to me stepping into some very divine energy as well. So there have been some experiences in my past uh, when it has been more of a, say, an intimate dinner, um, me and someone perhaps that I was dating at the time or something like that, um, where it could unleash a lot of success or power for me um, in there. So we have all of these different components. For me to look at nutrients, and again, I, gee, I wish I had this information years ago when I was going through my health issues, right? Um, for me to look at the term nutrients and to focus on nutrients is not a good thing. Uh, for me, that actually can bring a lot of chaos into my life. It can bring not just the chaos, but it can actually lead me, it's, it's actually uh, leading me to take in energy that creates accidents for myself. <laughs> Go figure that one, right? Uh, not a good thing there. When I look at digestion, though, digestion actually has a really favorable energy overall for me. Digestion works well, so that's where I need to focus is, is on that. And when I focus on the things that assist in the digestive processes, it works very well. I also um, do well with fasting processes. My codes respond very favorably to that um, aspect in there. So, you know, when we're taking this in, to shift the perception and say, okay, I'm not eating just a pear right now. I'm eating prosperity. So when we ingest this, it allows us to process things in life, not just the food, but things in life. And it allows us to process, for example, if I eat a pear and a pear is coated favorably to my financial life, and I take that in and I eat it, I've now ingested 
favorable financial energy for myself, favorable work energy for myself. And that's going to go in and that's going to make everything process and digest out what blocks me. And it's going to send that energy through every cell of my body that I am choosing prosperity, that I am choosing success, that I am choosing victory in my life. Okay? So when I do that, now my cells are vibrating and they're communicating with the universe out there. They're communicating with everything out there. And they're saying, okay, here we are. We're vibrating on prosperity now. And as we know, whatever we're vibrating on energetically is what we're going to draw into our life. So if I'm vibrating on this prosperity, success, happiness, peace of mind vibe, then I'm going to start drawing in everything that's going to give that to me. Okay? Does that always mean it's going to happen in a pleasant way? Does that always mean that it's going to be totally challenge-free? And I'm going to say no. And, and the reason for this is that even though I can be drawing a lot of successes into my life, there could be something I'm holding on to that seems like I need to hold on to it from a logical, practical mind space or an ego space, whatever the case may be. And I might be thinking, no, I need to hold on to that because of finances. I need to have the stable income. I can't take this leap over here or something like that, which is where a lot of people are in their, their path and their processes. They're trying to hold on to one thing while they're building something else up. So, uh, so they do this, and then they start eating to feed their prosperity, and then something comes up and it takes them someplace else. <laughs> you know, things come up and it kind of pulls them out of that sphere that they've been in for a while, that they've been relying on. And, and this is the next piece because then we have to trust a little bit that what is happening is shifting us to that prosperity space because if we know we're putting that loving or prosperity or relationship energy, whatever it is, changes are going to happen in our life to create that. It's an amazing, powerful choice of creation in your life when you start to talk about this. Because your cells now are connecting and it's sending all these waves of energy out there that are saying, okay, here's what we're going to, here's where we're at, here's where we're at. <laughs> and that starts rolling in. You can't, you can't stay in the same space stop. Changes are going to happen when you start working with this. But what is really fun is to watch how this continues to roll in through the different food processes. So as we know, when we start eating from this perception, from this aspect, and we stop and we, we learn these different things, and, and I oftentimes tell people, I say, you know what, get away from all the big food combinations. We look at, for example, a lot of Europeans, a lot of Danish people, right? You always hear about the Danish people or the Swedish people being much happier. Well, yes, they have cleaner air as a rule, general rule of thumb. <laughs> they have a lot of things in place where they have to take vacations and various things like that that a lot of Americans maybe don't do. But they're also in a different uh, aspect 
when it comes to eating and how they eat and what they eat and things like that. And it's not just that they eat, say, seafood or they eat a lot of cheeses or things like that because, right, a lot of people out there will say, oh, stay away from the cheeses and the dairy products and things like that. Well, that's not necessarily true. You know, dairy might be your food group that you're coded to, and there's a lot of great things in dairy. What most people out there that are vegans and vegetarians and things like that are against is the way the animals are kept, the way the animals are used in that process. But um, animals have to be milked. Cows have to be milked. Goats have to be milked. Um, Otherwise, they suffer horrendously in that process. Do I agree with the way the big corporations are doing it, the big process stuff is handling it? No, because they're not humane to the animals. I have had dairy farmers as relatives in um, my life. Uh, I had an uncle that was a dairy farmer, and I got to watch a lot of that. And and I remember before he had any equipment to use (laughs) with the cattle at all, but his cattle always had this ability to be out. You know, they weren't cooped up in a tiny little space or anything like that. Um, So there are some variations. You just have to find the people that are operating ethically with it. Um, And and that's a, you know, that's a whole different realm to get into. But we realize that this interaction uh, with food and feelings, our food and emotions, our food and moods and foods and thoughts, it all it all starts to interact with these things that we're, we're taking in. And, you know, if we just look at it in a general sense, for example, feelings in a general sense, when we feel, that actually brings in assistance into our life. It brings in assistance from higher places when we, we connect with feelings. Well, of course, this is, again, going to be dependent on the individual. Now, when we have feelings going on and we have food and we take in food, we now shift the energy from this practical, responsible space and the receiving helps mother space into a space that is more about observing and opening and being able to connect with a whole lot of people. Now, I bring some of these things up because when we look at this European philosophy, the way they do things, it's very much in alignment with the way I've been shifting to eat as well. And that is they will sit down and they will have socialization and they will have conversation and they will have a bunch of food on the table but they have very simple food, very simple ingredients. It's, it's, you know, maybe some grapes and some cheese and some bread or something like that on the table. And their bread is not all processed like our stuff is here. Um, it's done with a, like a, a fermentation process that actually is healthy to the gut as opposed to damaging to the gut. And their focus is not on the food but on the interaction. And they'll just take and eat like one food at a time sort of thing. And what I like about this, because we in America, particularly if you are in mid-America, mid-America just piles all these different things together (laughs) on the plate. It's like, how much food can you get on that plate? You know, that's that's part of the Midwest mentality. And it's like, you got to mix everything together. Well, when we start doing this, we also get this whole mixture and chaos and, a whole lot of things going on as well. Um, 
and, and we're taking in so much, and it's like it's like having when you put a whole bunch of ingredients together, tons and tons together, and you put a whole bunch of things on the plate together, and let's say you have five or six things on your plate, and each of those things, um, you know, the average food has 10 or 15 ingredients in it, right? You, you've now got 50 to 75 things that are trying to interact with your coat. And this is kind of like having 50 to 75 conversations going on at one time. Can you imagine if you had 50 or 75 people trying to talk to you all at once? Well, that's what happens when you try to put a bunch of food together <laughs> on a plate um, and, and you have all these interactions. So I try to encourage people, get simpler. Get simpler. Take it in because then you can really maximize, say, that relationship energy or that prosperity energy. And you can take it in and yourself can really work with it. You know, and then in a half hour or a couple hours later, eat something else if you want to. Um, you can still eat a huge variety of food when we're looking at eating with consciousness because this really is a consciousness way of eating. Um, it, it, it's looking at it and saying, that's not just a care. <laughs> that is my business. That's not just a care. That is my passion and my work. That is my ability to share and to book into venues, uh, for example. Uh, so, so looking at it from that aspect, it shifts everything for you. Uh, I have people that like to draw relationships into their life. They're, they're like, okay, I've done a lot of work on myself, and I'd really like to have a partner share that. And here's one of those things where you could be out, right, and you could be, doing all the traditional things. It's like, okay, I, I'm in the right places. I'm trying to meet somebody doing what I love, and I tried this aspect, and I tried that aspect, but not connecting with somebody. Well, you know, if you're also not eating foods that are conducive to aligning your codes to relationship energy, you're not sending any signals from the cells and the essence of your body and your whole being, you're not sending that out so that you can draw somebody in. If you're not radiating that vibration outward, you can't bring it in. It's, it's like like if you sit around thinking, gee, I really wish this person would, I really wish my friends would come over and see me. I really wish my friends would come over and see me. But you never ask that friend to come over <laughs> and they don't know you want them to come over guess what, they're probably not going to come over, right? I mean, sure, you could develop a really strong mind and you might eventually be able to think them there, right? But again, because food is such a powerful thing that runs through our whole self, it's not using just the brain waves, it's not just using the thought processes, but it's affecting the whole package of us, which is feelings and thoughts and moods and the physical health. And this becomes exactly about that. It becomes exactly about health and being healthy. And when we do this, health, by the way, goes in to um, the promise of success, the protection of the divine. It goes into setting forth patterns of success, strong success for your future. 
and receiving help from those that are in places or positions to help you. Um, so when we shift our focus now in this direction, and, and again, everybody's going to probably approach it from a different aspect or a different avenue in things, it's like telling it's like telling people what you want. It's it's like being able to to say to that friend, Hey, I would really love it if you would come over here and spend some time with me. It makes the communication clear between you and the universe. Okay? But if you're sitting there and you're stewing and you're being angry and then when you do you see that friend, you're just angry, and there's all this deception and manipulation and things like that going on in your life, right? Well, but that's because you're putting up this energy that you're angry and frustrated because they didn't come over, even though you didn't tell them to come over. <laughs> well, food and ingesting food and being conscious about food is the same way, okay? So when we take in that food that works for us, it, it's going to send that message out there. And then there's no disguising it because we're operating on a vibrational pattern. Okay, the uni- that's universal. It doesn't matter who you are. Once you get your vibration to a state of loving energy, you're going to become magnetic. When you put your vibration on a level of relationships and partnerships, you are going to be a person that people are going to draw to. And it's just going to happen naturally because that's the vibrational energy you are functioning on. And remember, the food is the fuel for the body. And, and when it's the fuel for the body, that's what we are running on. Just like when you put fuel in a car and your car is going to run on that fuel, right? And if you put in fuel that works for that car, right? Your car takes unleaded gas. If you put a really good unleaded gas into that car, it's going to run well and it's going to last you longer and it's going to be a great experience when you're in it. But if you take and drop diesel in a vehicle that needs unleaded gas, you're going to have a lot of problems with that car and it's going to be really costly and really expensive. Well, the same thing is happening with our food. Okay. Now, when we when we take a look and we shift some of the things, and we 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 know that food is is coded to this responsibility piece, right? But when we add in and we look at health foods, okay, and we're actually looking at health foods. Ironically, we have a code that comes up <laughs> in this pattern that is about isolation. It's about mental superiority, but it's also about isolation in many ways. It is something that is aside from money. And what this does, health food is putting us in some ways on a spiritual vibration where we are not so focused on the material world. Now, this can have its pros and its cons, right? If you are taking a retreat and you're on vacation or something like that and you go to health food, 
for example, you take in health food, then then that is bringing this this energy of being able to explore on a mental level, being able to really open your mind up, being able to expand your consciousness in things. And again, this will code differently for different people depending on how their code energy is um, and how it connects with that. But health food is pulling us away from the material world. So in other words, saying this is food that isn't programmed. This is food that has something in it that cannot be bought or does not function by the material world alone, which is an interesting thing. Now, the con side of that (laughs) is that if you're a person who is in need of finances for some reason, uh, you have to be careful and not focus on the term health foods we need to focus on more individual foods for you, more individual pieces for you, as opposed to health food, because, um, you know, health food might bottom that out. Now, on the other hand, what's interesting when we look at these pieces, so, for example, if I was to take this in my own codes, and, you know, we're talking about how this can be mental superiority and so on and so forth, um, I do get that energy personally, in my codes, if I was to focus on so-called health food um, in my vibrational field, but I also get in there, um, if I was to focus on that, I would get in revolutionary energy, which is upheaval energy, strife. Um, it would create blocks for me in my life. So I don't really focus on the so-called health food <laughs> in there. Now, there is a piece also that stimulates some of my personal power, but there's also pieces that stimulate perception in there. So oftentimes, health food is deceptive for me, and it's not as healthy as it's promoted to be, for example. Now, the other piece of this is looking at, say, something that is organic. Organic food, now there's all kinds of controversy about this because there's been a lot come out lately that is talking about how organic food isn't necessarily pesticide-free. And that's true. They have a certain amount of leeway in that. What's interesting in the codes when we look at organic is organic on its own is about something that is beyond this world. So the organic actually connects to, in a sense, divine creation. It actually connects to the world that a lot of people remember as they're evolving in their soul consciousness, which is about, um, which is really about that kind of more divine existence, that more peaceful existence, that um, not having problems, you know, living in the paradise, so to say, in that. But that can also put us in a little bit of danger, right? That can also, you know, bring some judgments or things into play. When we combine that with the aspect of food and we look at organic food, we now have an energy vibration that is about intellectual superiority and power. And so this tells me that organic food on its own, is brain power. And anything that is brain power is going to stimulate neurons in the body. And, of course, this is going to affect the whole communication system in the body. 
and how everything is interacting. Uh, again, this is going to depend on how somebody is coded personally. So let's say, for example, if I take just my own codes in this, I get kind of a blend of things going on. Um, I, If I eat organic food, it's going to start to put me more into that space of mission or purpose that is outside of worldly success. Um, it can also create some delays uh, to what I'm doing. But it will also, in addition to that, bring in some energy that is about advancement and honors and success and victory after a lot of initiation and trials. And um, it also helps to put me in my own personal power. It helps put me in my own strong mental place in there. Um, it also draws in for me aspects of assistance, of other people stepping forward and wanting to assist or to help me along the way. So these are very important pieces. So you can see that food, there's a whole lot more to food. <laughs> there's a whole lot more to food than just food and nutrients and, and those pieces to it. Um, you know, when we look at it ironically, the body is one of those things that is built to um, handle a whole variety of situations and settings and conditions. The body is amazing that way, how it can interweave between all of these, these physical conditions in the world. But when we combine it with food, and food and the body come together, we again have this piece that kind of isolates us off. Isn't that interesting? It isolates us off. So again, when we start to combine this, it comes back to saying food needs to be more of a spiritual process because when it interacts with a lot of the other aspects, particularly the physical body, right? Particularly the human form it comes back to we need to honor the sacredness of it. We need to eat on our own. We need to, you know, and I'm not saying do that all the time because, again, food can be a great socialization. You have to learn how to be responsible <laughs> in that socialization process of it and, and really coming into that to step face with it. When we look at the physical also, the physical element. The physical element is about lessons learned. And this is about what have you gathered to this point in your life? What have you become strong from in your life? Um, you know, what have you observed in life? And things like that. And so it is the coming through and the breaking through of success when we combine it with food and we bring in that practical responsibility in life we now are entering into another dynamic which comes back to that personal power, that personal superiority, so to say, or that, that wise thinking space. We're able to put the pieces together and we can set aside the material world by choice, not be governed by it. And you know, when we set it aside, that's not always about poverty. That's about not being governed by it in there. So some really interesting concepts as we start to, to look into this. And I'm wondering how many of you out there have thought about 
hey, what am I eating today? <laughs> am I eating conflict today? And am I eating conflict on a conflict day for me? Uh, you know, it's something to think about because it, it's not hard to turn things around when we think of food and we think of what we're putting in our body. And we just simply say, hey, I need to feel a little more in my power. I'm dealing with a lot of manipulation right now, or I'm dealing with a lot of deception right now. So I need that clear mind. I need some food that's going to coach me. And food's an easy way to do it. People don't think of you as weird or anything like that. They just see you eating food. And that's okay um, in that process. And, and again, I come back to simplicity because for me, simplicity is a divine way. And the divine is not complicated. The divine doesn't need, you know, a thousand ingredients. Granted, it's got a lot of layers and there's a lot of different pieces there. But it's simple. It's simple and it's basic. And it is amazing when we look at what is in just one thing. Just one thing in there that we're in and mixing together. And here again, these are things where we can... You know, sometimes take something that maybe is healthy that the body needs, maybe it's not favorable for us, and through combining it with something. You know, if we take some oats, and maybe oats alone aren't healthy for us, but if we combine it with a little bit of nuts and a little bit of almond milk or something like that, then all of a sudden it codes up for us, and it becomes something that works. You know, it's kind of the difference between somebody who cannot digest raw vegetables and that can be due to toxicities and sugars and things that are in their body that have to get cleared out first before they can do that. But on the other hand, some people don't. For example, I am not coated to fiber. Fiber does not work well in my body. And it doesn't matter whether I have purified my system out or not, fiber does not work well in my body. And for some people, they have to cook their food if it's a fiber food like a broccoli or a cauliflower or something just so their body can process it. And there are people out there that will say, oh, my gosh, no, you're cooking all the nutrients out of it. But, again, what we're looking at is it's not all about nutrients. It's about the vibrational energy that you're taking in. And, and that's the amazing process of this. So, for example, I code favorably to fruits, to dairy, to grains, and to fat. Okay, so does that mean I should go have a bunch of fried foods, <laughs> you know, some fried cheese or something like that? Not necessarily, no. Will my body be able to tolerate those things better than the average person? Yes. Um, it, this is where when we start to get down to disease or, or other things that are happening that people struggle with in their health, and they come down and... They'll say, oh, I've been told to stay off of dairy. I've been told to stay off of that. And I can come back and say, dairy isn't the culprit for you. It might be gluten. It might be this. It might be that. But it's not dairy. Dairy is not your true trigger, for example. Or, you know, fiber is not your true trigger. But these vegetables are your true triggers. So, you know, when I look at some of these things, it's kind of it's kind of interesting, um, you know, as we put these pieces together and and explains. For example, I don't code well to juicing. Okay, I don't. And you've got people out there that will 
swear by juicy. They're like, this is the way, this is the only thing that will help, this is going to detoxify your system. Well, you guess what? I don't get those benefits from juicy. I would love to get those benefits from juicing. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Um, it can be expensive <laughs> sometimes. But if I take and I do juicing, for example, let's see what happens in, in my personal codes on this. What happens in my personal codes is, first of all, I draw in unfortunate energy. I draw in uncertainty. I draw in treachery. I draw in deception. I draw in danger and, and unreliable friendships. Oh, yeah, look, I, you know, that's good for me, right? Um, that's not healthy for me <laughs> on any pattern. When I look at some of the other pieces, it does give me there is a little bit of personal power piece that's in there. Um, not, not super strong, but it's a little bit there. And there is another little piece in there that, is uh, good for friendships or love um, energy in there. So ironically, I what it ends up doing, because I have these two totally different components in there, is people are either going to love me or hate me through the if I was to do a juicing process. If I was to do lots of juicing, people are either going to love me or they're going to hate me in this process. Um, sure, I can strengthen my energy vibration in some ways, but it's going to be very, very hard. You know, I'm going, to, I'm going to have the praises on one hand and I'm going to have stones thrown at me <laughs> on the other hand of things. Now, what's interesting, for example, is I'm favorably coded to dairy and grains. And grains is very good for my financial, my business aspects. You know, grains are, are good food. If I was going to go out and do a big speaking engagement or something like that, I would probably want to focus on some grains in there. That would be a positive thing for me to do. Um, if I was trying to build up some of my business, I might want to focus on fruit, for example. But what's interesting is I have a favorable coating to dairy, but I do not have a favorable coating to protein in general. So I have to be a little more careful about the protein intake that, that I'm getting um, from people and what from foods and what's Challenging in that is I might, for example, need iron or something in my body, um, but most iron comes from meat or protein sources, and I don't code well to meat. So that's another piece I have to watch out for um, in there. And here's the difference. This is why you can come back and say some people really need that meat protein. Some people really need the vegetable protein. And of course, if we get down to it again from the total spiritual vibration, you know, <laughs> we can't eat 100% humane unless you go to something that is a strictly energetic or breatharian type diet um, way of being. Uh, because even fruits and vegetables, you're slaughtering. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm not buying that argument from the vegetarians, if they want to eat it because there's a higher life force or whatever else they want to do or say about it, that's fine, but I'm not buying that you're, you know, saving lives because you're slaughtering a lot of other lives that people just don't consider lives because they're not as close to us. They don't have the eyes and the arms and the legs, you know, like uh, like animals do in there. So, you know, that's, but that's a whole other place to go, <laughs> I guess, in that. So, you know, 
this is the challenging thing that allows me to start to hone in with somebody when we start eating with a consciousness and we start really focusing on those foods because, uh, for example, like I said, if I'm coated favorably to dairy but I'm not favorably coated to protein and there's protein in dairy, for example, and my codes with protein have this aspect, some of it, again, is favorable, some of it's unfavorable. It tells me, okay, any protein I get needs to come from grains or dairy and not from meat. Because if I do it from meat, then I'm probably going to have an unfavorable connection in it. Um, I'm going to get the unfavorable, harder challenges, where life is going to be a little heavier for me. Um, It's going to be more weighed down with responsibilities for me. It's going to be um, where I'm going to be more isolated off from people. I won't have close connections near me, this sort of thing. But if I get it from the dairy or the grains, for example, then I'm able to draw in um, influences that are much more favorable, that allow me to step into my own personal power to go into this deeper introspection to have successes in the things that I'm doing. So there's all these different pieces in there. And, you know, what's interesting, I looked at a couple of things, for example, that people commonly go to when they start to go on so-called diets or nutrition or health kits. And I took a look at vitamins, and, and it's interesting because vitamins code to lessons learned and they code to favorable successes. But we also have to consider that vitamins, we're not getting just vitamins. Usually the means that we take vitamins in is through food sources, it is through herbal sources, or various things like that. Um, so, So we really have to look more in that direction. People will take supplements. Um, supplements are one of those things that on their own, yes, they kind of have an abundant energy to them or an energy of abundance. But ironically, oftentimes with supplements, what we find is you have to take more and more and more and more and more. So, you know, it kind of actually builds up and backs up in the body, and then we can run into some big challenges from that aspect. Um, supplements are kind of the last resort type energy in there. But again, there are some people that can take them and they will do well. And and those people that do take them, of course, I recommend you've got to be really careful with what you're taking because even if the herb or the supplement ingredient itself is good and pure and everything like that, you've still got the binding of the capsule. You've still got whatever is adhering that together and oftentimes that is not good uh, for the body on a physical level. So we have to you know, consider those aspects. Nutrition bars, that's another one that a lot of people go to. Give me the nutrition bar. I'll have that instead of food, so to say. You know, instead of having a meal, I'll have a nutrition bar. Okay? But when we look at nutrition bars, there's some favorable individual components within it deep introspection, getting very personal, um, being very reflective, uh, getting more to one's core, uh, these types of things. But again, it's got that responsibility piece. And so people feel like they're being responsible when they eat a nutrition bar. 
But when this comes together in this energy field, that depth and that responsibility piece, when those two come together, what we find is we find that chaos surfacing. We find the rebellion and things like that happening. So we're, we're taking in this very controversial um, energy. We're taking in this, this rebellious kind of energy with that meal replacement. Very interesting with that. I hear people say, I'll do a shake for meal replacement. Um, and, and there's been a lot of those aspects here. You're on the go. Take a meal replacement. <laughs> there is no meal replacement. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to be upfront. There is no meal replacement when we get into doing these things. Um, you know, if we look at the concept or the energy vibration of a meal in and of itself, it's, a, it's an attempt to create stability. But ironically, in that process, we don't tend to get stability. Um, what we get is that it is going to accentuate whatever power energy vibration we're working on, however we're using power in our life. So if somebody sits down and has a meal, and we know a meal oftentimes comprises, right, of several different things, if somebody sits down and have, has a meal, the energy that they are connecting with is maybe, yes, an energy that they will have dominion. However, they're also connecting with our people in destruction. And however they're using power in their life, okay? So if they're using power to manipulate people, if they're using their power to control people in their life, sitting down and having a meal is going to cause them problems. It's going to cause a lot of disruption. It's going to wreak havoc in their life. It's going to bring a lot of unknown and unexpected things their way. Now, if somebody is using power very favorably, they have influence over how finances are spent or things like that, they take those finances and they use it to assist people who are truly in need. They use it towards animal rescue or whatever the cause is in there. Sitting down and having a meal can accentuate their ability to do those things in the world. Um, so then when we combine it with replacements, replacements is another aspect. If we just do it on the singular level, it can have some positive energy. If we do it on the plural level, it can have some positive energy on its own, but when we start to combine it with the meal aspect, that positive energy actually weakens our energy codes. It actually weakens and lowers our energy vibration to where we put out a victim vibration in things. And that's kind of interesting, right? That oftentimes that then, if we have self-worth patterns or triggers along those lines, a meal replacement will start to trigger those victim patterns and will start to draw in people into our life that will be more abusive, that will be more controlling over us, that will try to dominate us and tell us what to do and dictate our lives. So as we bring meal replacement or meal replacements together, again, we're going to find, we're going to find one of two factors happening. It can be a positive or it can be a negative. And again, this also is going to be variant on how it interacts with somebody's individual code. 
But, again, it comes back to that power piece at the core in, in meals. How are you using your power? That's going to be accentuated. Okay, so the, how is power interacting in your life? Do you have a lot of people controlling you in your life? You'll probably draw in more of that. Um, that's what the meal replacement energy would do. On the other hand, it also can give somebody the strength to carry out something on their own. Um, so if they're trying to, to move forward with something unreliant on other people, and they're trying to put something out there, or they're uh, developing, um, they're doing work in the music or the arts or creative energy, uh, they actually can create some personal magnetism, but, but it will all, all depend on how it interacts in that code. And that would be one of those things that uh, you, we get the more favorable energy in some ways off of it being a plural. So as opposed to somebody just doing one of those, they would need to do multiple uh, aspects of, of that energy in there. So really some fun, <laughs> fun some, some things to think about when we're thinking about food, right? Because a lot of us, we just put food in our body. We don't think it's, it's more like, oh, okay, I'll get this. Oh, I've heard this is healthy. Oh, I've heard that that will work out well. And, you know, when I look at things, a lot of times the liver, the kidneys, the circulation system are very important systems. The lymphatic system are very important things for us to look at because usually these are where the blockages are going to occur. And another reason I like to eat simply and I like to take the food in individually, not only can I maximize the energy that I'm getting from it, but um, you know, the, the, the piece with it is, is eh, and I just lost my train of thought <laughs> on that, is that it, it is less taxing on the body. It's easier for the body to process it and to clear it through. So, for example, when we sit down and we eat a really big, heavy meal, we put a lot of strain on the liver or on the kidneys or different systems in the body. And so it, they need that time to rest. They need those little breaks. But when we eat simpler, then those organs can actually start to function better for it. They can detox things from our system easier they can clear things from our system easier, and then we don't get the toxin buildup. We don't tend to get the disease factor uh, that we have going on um, in there. So that's, that's a big piece. So I'm hoping this is kind of helping you start to understand why some people can go out there and it seems like they can eat anything under the sun and not have a problem. <laughs> and other people, it seems like it doesn't matter what they put in their body, they've got a problem. <laughs> in there, and these, these different vibrational interactions that are going on with each thing. So, um, yeah, and honoring my body's systems by those simpler pieces, uh, we tend to do a lot better by giving the body the breaks. I oftentimes will recommend to people to do a 12-hour fast. Um, Lauren Bachman talked about that when he was on my show. And this is not just a fast. For me, I'd like to refer to it as a reset in the body because what it does is it allows the whole body system to reset itself and to get relaxed. And when we're doing these things consistently, then 
what we're able to do is you can have those little splurges. You know, you can have the couple of cookies once in a while. And if, if I have people that come to me and they, they have certain cravings, whether that's chocolate or cakes or cookies or sweets, I will work that in to what I'm suggesting to them so that they can still get some of those sweet profiles or the savory profiles in what they're eating so that their taste buds are getting really satiated in this process of eating by their code. And I realize how tough it is in this world when you've got a lot of other people and you're seeing all this stuff out there and you're passing it, right? A lot of people doing Starbucks and how many yummy treats do they have there, right? But there are oftentimes healthier options or healthy combinations that we can put together with that will feed the physical body as well as the rest of our codes. And what's really cool, and I've noticed this because I've been experimenting with it and seeing the difference on the days that I really completely eat by my codes versus the days that I don't and I eat by my codes most of the time, um, I see the differences in how my day flows. I see the differences in what's coming my way, how it, people are interacting with me. So it's not just how I'm feeling physically, but it's about everything that's happening in my life as well. And the days that I don't eat by my codes, then eh, it's not so good, <laughs> right? Uh, here again, I'm actually favorably coded to certain things so are not necessarily healthy, so they don't tend to hit my body as hard as some people uh, would have hit in their body um, along the way. But uh, not everybody's like that, and, and it's a matter of just finding what is your flow, what is your current in this process. But I do oftentimes recommend to people, if you can eat, and this is really a balanced thing in life, if you can uh, eat by your codes at least 70 or 80% of what you put in your body, you've tipped the scales in your favor. Now, again, ideally, if we can, we want to be more in that 90, 95% range of doing things. Um, and eating by our codes in that realm. Imagine that if you were constantly ingesting all of this loving vibration. When you exhibit that love out, negativity cannot remain in your life. So it's going to be removed from your life. And it's, it's interesting because I've been pondering some challenging situations in my life recently with some people that I deal with. And I've been thinking, man, what is going on here? And it's really gotten accentuated since I've been completely focused on eating by my code. And as I've been doing this, I see this person becoming more aggressive at me. <laughs> and you would think, well, how could that be if you're, you know, um, coming in this loving vibration? Now, most people are getting along much, much better with me as a result of it. So it's, it's interesting to see this flow of energy shift. So why would that happen with somebody? Well, it happens because that person doesn't know how to be in that loving vibration. That person isn't ready to be in that loving vibration. That person is under a different mentality, operating with different motives, and they're not ready to be there. So that loving vibration shows them sort of like what could be referred to as the shadow side, or it shows them 
what they're, you know, they might be afraid of that loving energy for some reason. There's other things being triggered in their code. And, you know, part of that could be our interaction, but I, I just noticed the aggressiveness go up since I've been really focused on, on having the foods coded most of the time to me. Um, and in the times that I have it less coded, they're not there. So what they're sensing is obviously some sort of fear or threat because they don't have that control over me anymore when I eat by my coat. I'm not sitting in my victim space anymore when I'm eating by my coat, and that's triggering a reaction for them. Um, what's interesting is for us to be able to let go of the people and the situations that we see responding that way as we make these shifts, realizing they're showing to us this person can't be here. They can't be in this space because of whatever reason, because it's not, it's not working out for them. And to accept that and just not make them a bad person, not make them, you know, horrible or mean or any of that stuff, but just simply say they're not ready. You know, they're just not ready for it. And that's okay. And to come from that compassion space, to come from that understanding space, so eating with a consciousness is so much more than just connecting to your food, being grateful for it, saying a prayer over it to bless it. Um, you know, those all have their purpose in their places too. But it's about being compassionate with yourself. It's about being compassionate with other people. And it's about being aware of the energy that you're creating and generating in your life. And this is really, really huge. Um, again, I'm looking forward to bringing this work out in a way where I will work firsthand with people and we will work live with the food combinations. And this is probably going to be a small group <laughs> that I will be working with in this because it could get, you know, very massive. But, you know, this will probably be a very small one with, with only a few spaces open with it when I do this. Um, start to offer this up as a full full event uh, for people to, to come in and take advantage of, and they can actually explore this area as it pertains specifically to their code in there. And, um, and coming at it from this angle, it's, it's amazing how we shift our lives because when we start having things go well in our life and we, we enter that loving vibration, we stop eating because we're stressed. We stop eating for the sake of eating because we've shifted into a space where we're handling things, where we're dealing with things, where we're becoming empowered in our own life, in our own self. And a lot of the stuff that we eat that isn't healthy for us um, is like that. And when we eat from those stress spaces, we oftentimes will grab the foods that we're not coded to. We'll oftentimes crave the things that keep us in those cycles and perpetuate those victim, harsh, challenging uh, cycles that we're in. So um, really, really fascinating things. I hope you're finding this information fascinating. I hope you're finding it interesting um, how I work with people. And, and you know, again, it's about looking at all these different systems. And uh, like I said, when I look with people with nutritional issues with health challenges that are going on, uh, we really want to account for 
what is coming in um, and what is actually nourishing the organs that can help clear that disease out of the body, uh, what is actually nourishing uh, for the systems that need to be boosted in order for that disease to be able to move out of the body. And, and sometimes that takes a little more time. Obviously, if we're dealing with something like cancer, which is huge and has many layers to it and many aspects of the body, many systems that are affected by the body, it can sometimes take a little longer than if we're dealing with something like a digestive issue or indigestion or um, swelling or inflammation in the body because oftentimes the inflammation is sugar-related or things like that, and we can make those adjustments very, very easily. Uh, you know, I've been working with food now for several years and not doing any supplements. Like I said at the beginning of the show, earlier in the show, I removed myself from hormone replacement therapy. I removed myself from very heavy high doses of thyroid medication and worked strictly with food and have found this uh, to be something that has kept my health in check. I um, rarely ever have health issues or, or health problems or have a need to go to see a doctor. I have not been to a doctor in probably four or five years. Um, and, and my diet was perhaps not the best at that time. I, I certainly wasn't working with codes with my, my eating habits at that time, uh, but it is... Uh, it is a powerful thing, and the more I implement this, the more I see what's happening, and the more I am guiding and directing the direction I want to go, and the more I'm telling my angels or any divine assistance the choice that I want to live by and, and how I want my life to be. So food is incredibly, incredibly powerful, and when you talk about it affecting your whole circulatory system, your whole breathing system, your every cell in your body. It is dictating how your life is going to be, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you name it. Relationships, the whole gamut of life is affected by these things. So, um, yay, exciting stuff, huh? Finding this exciting, I think it's exciting. And I've seen some amazing things starting to happen with people when they do this, how they step into their power, how they're making the transformations and the breakthroughs. And if this is something you would like to explore further with me, we can certainly do that. Um, I always run a foundational report with somebody before I get into an option like this. And these are things that are available and possible to people. So, um, you know, certainly you're, you're, I would love to delve into something like this with you. It's a very powerful piece of life for us to work with. So um, that is that. You can hop on over to my website, <laughs> Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one dot com, soon to be compassioncode.com. Uh, as I make the trans- transition here over the next few weeks um, in those websites and everything too. So. Um, very, very exciting stuff. I love nutrition. I love what food can do for us. And there's so, so much that we can influence in our lives from this. Next week on my show, I will have Dr. Robert Newton with me, and we're going to be exploring 72 names of God and how that can be used to influence our lives. 
Um, people have heard me talk about them. You've heard my readings at the beginning of the show. This is going to be a really powerful and enlightening show. And Dr. Robert Newton, wow, he's a wealth of information. And I'm really, really excited to bring him back. And I'm really excited to potentially be connecting with him in person as well while I'm touring over the next couple of months. Don't forget that you can get the international bestseller that I'm a collaborator on, Embraced by the Divine, the Emerging Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose at embracedbythedivine.com. You can check out all of my work from working with codes to my monthly video tips. Again, I'll have one that I'll be putting up this weekend, archive shows, interviews that others have done on me, books, monthly specials, all of those great things on my website, jessianmickelsgeorge1.com. May's special deal, by the way, is purchase the ebook version of either Activating Compassion or You Need Life Dreams and get its accompanying workbook absolutely free. Don't forget that we have various shows here on Main Street Universe. Tuesdays, Susan Week comes in, shares her work in herbs and natural plants. Wednesday nights is our flagship show, and we have usually Daniel and Janice on that show. They oftentimes have people that they're interviewing. They... They do all kinds of things, so you never know what's going to come up. Darren Dupere, who is a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans, is on about once a month. He comes in, does uh, some spiritual insights about things, discusses different things, um, brings a really cool perspective. We've got some other people that are going to be coming in once a month that are going to be really great on the network. Kevin Baird pops his head in every now and then as well. You might remember him. He uh, did an interview with him about a year ago, and he's doing his work with his new companion, um, which is a, a equipment that he uh, created to be able to monitor spirit activity, which is kind of fascinating. But hey, this is Jesse on Nichols George, and I am so glad that you joined me here today. And I want to say thank you to all of our listeners, not only here on Blog Talk, but those that are streaming live on Penn, known as Aaron Counters Network, Dreamfinder, and TalkStream Live, and those that are catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those that are catching the YouTube version of the show. Don't forget that if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. And I'm going to leave you today with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It is by Shemshai. Don't forget, check out their work, www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on The Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend, and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal, just to show you the way that I feel And we are in time with time One with season of change and time And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and Soar to the edge of eternity. 